Hi, I'm Joyce Christensen from First Lutheran Church in Ellington, Connecticut, and you are listening to the Two Ball Pastors podcast, connecting real faith with real life. They might not have hair, but they really do care about faith and life. Two Ball Pastors. Welcome to Two Bald Pastors, a podcast about real faith and real life. I'm Jeff Sinibaldo. And I'm Joe McGarry. And we are two pastors serving in congregations in the New England Synod of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, or as we like to call it, the ELCA. Today we have a in-person interview. This is kind of rare for us. It is kind of rare, but we're very excited. We're sitting down with Ron Glusenkamp. He is the director of the Campaign for the ELCA. Welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here, Joe and Jeff. We're happy to have you. Uh, we just spent a little bit of the afternoon together. Uh, you talked with a bunch of pastors about uh, the campaign, and we thought we would share that across the church. Uh, why don't you just tell us a little bit about the campaign, who you are, what you do, your favorite color, uh, anything you like. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you for this opportunity to get the message out. The campaign for the ELCA has four main priorities, and that's congregations, leadership, hunger and poverty, and global church. The campaign, as you know, was approved by the Churchwide Assembly in 2013 in Pittsburgh. It's a five-year comprehensive campaign. Uh, its goal is big, it's ambitious. It's $198 million, and we're very excited about it. Two years into the campaign, we are at $80 million. So wow. we're That's right on track. That's Thank great. You. That's yeah. great. And if you guys want to contribute today, I'll be glad to receive a contribution. I, from I you. think I forgot my wallet at home, but you know, we'll, we'll send I have you a some, check. I have well, some we gold. take credit cards <laughs> oh, okay, good, good. and all of that. I have some well. gold bars in my trunk, so I'll get <laughs> those out for you. Excellent. And I know the church could use them. We'll do that. Thank you. <laughs> so let, tell us a little bit more about you. You know, it's kind of your journey to the position that you currently hold. I like to tell folks that uh, my first identity is uh, I'm a child of God. There you go. Good place to start. So, yeah. you know, through the waters of baptism, that's where I get my identity. I know who I am and whose I am by that. I've been married to Sue Ann for 40 years this Wow, congratulations. Summer. Thank you. Yeah, congratulations. And uh, we're very excited about that. We're planning a bike trip in uh, Spain after oh, the nice. churchwide assembly in, in August. So we're looking forward uh, to that. I've served parishes as well as working for uh, Board of Pensions, now Portico. And I've served mid-sized congregations and also a very large congregation, Bethany Lutheran Church in Denver, Colorado. Great. And when did you come on board with the campaign for the ELCA? Actually, I was serving on a steering committee for the campaign. Uh, it was approved in 2013, and I was already on that committee. But due to our sense of governance, we needed to have that approved at the churchwide assembly. So the first uh, campaign meeting took place right after the, the churchwide assembly. I actually then uh, received the call and accepted the call to be the director of the campaign in June 2014. Okay. So it's been two years now since I've been doing this, and I'm really um, pleased, feel very honored to be um, directing the campaign. That's great. And have you been spending a, a lot of time out in the field, so to speak, uh, visiting folks and and going around the country? One of the things that we really like to do is to work with uh, individual donors, with uh, synods and congregations. So I do uh, a fair amount of travel. I try to be out in a congregation at least uh, once a month 
to preach and to teach. And then also sometimes we bake pretzels like we did here in um, Sturbridge. And uh, but baking is also one of my avocations. I, I just think it's a great way to spend time with intergenerational groups and remind folks that Jesus is the bread of life. That's great. Uh, talking a little bit more about the campaign, you said there are four components of the campaign. If we could talk maybe a little bit about those. And the first one you mentioned was congregations. What is involved in the campaign for congregations? Great question. We have goals associated with, with each one of these priorities. We're raising funds for renewing congregations as well as doing new starts. And in addition to that, also uh, recognizing that uh, we have people living with disabilities in congregations, and we want to expand our, our ministries um, uh, around that. So our goal, our financial goal for congregations is $16 million, including uh, people living with disabilities. We like to work with the synods and the directors uh, of evangelical mission, as well as the bishops, because you know we know that they're the ones who are close to the ground. They have a pretty good sense of what's happening in communities, whether a congregation needs to get planted in a particular area, or if a congregation is uh, in an area of fast growth and needs a, a little assistance, a little help for a particular area of their ministry. Great. And then if we think about, awesome. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're speechless, you know, they're, they're reaching, that sounds good. Let's they're, do they're, that. they're reaching I, yeah. for their checkbooks right there. <laughs> they, want, they want to help out there. And then if we think about leadership, the leadership component of the campaign is uh, the fund for leaders. And that's a $15 million goal. In addition to that, we also have a part of that of being $4 million goal for youth and young adults. So for a grand total of $19 million for leadership development. There is also some other aspects of leadership in um, hunger and poverty as well as in global church. And I'm sure we'll talk about those as well. So one of the things, though, as the money comes in, it's not something that you're waiting the five years to disperse the money, uh, a lot of that is already being utilized in congregations and throughout the ELCA. Is that true? That is true. Yes. So, for example, uh, well, in your congregation, Joe, you've you've received a, a grant from the campaign, and maybe you just say something about that. Sure. Yeah, we um, received a grant for the youth and young adult um, component of the campaign, and we're use, utilizing that for a ministry we call Project Help. Help stands for Health eat, lead, and prosper. And so we um, are utilizing the money that we have received for cooking classes, nutrition classes, uh, for educating people on healthy living and, and doing it in a way where you kind of sometimes think eating healthy, it costs a lot, but really, you know, it, it can be very affordable for people. So that's the cooking classes component. And then we have a community garden where the produce goes to uh, the local food pantry. Um, and we are working with Camp Calumet as well as uh, our conference youth ministry to host a retreat, kind of a, a weekend cooking nutrition classes for youth in our conference um, this fall. So that has been very, very well received in our community, in our congregation, and has been something that our, our church is embracing uh, for the future. 
And that's what we really hope and pray that grants like that to your congregation and other congregations or outdoor ministries really kind of uh, light a fire under folks. Yeah. And, you know, we start getting more stories and those stories and we're able to share those um, accounts of success with people. And then, you know, we really have a, a perspective that with involvement comes investment. So, for example, whether it's an individual or a synod or a congregation, as they see things taking root, then they're more likely to respond to a request to to help make this happen in other locales, in other congregations, in other synods across this church. Other things pop up from the ministry that you started. So not included in, in the grant is uh, what we are doing, though, is is a community dinner, once a month free community dinner. And so that, you know, people started seeing, well, you know, nutrition is a, a great need in our community. Also, hunger for, for children, especially. So what more can we do as a congregation for the community? And someone said, hey, let's have a community dinner. So that's popped up and and we're taking off with that as well. So, And that's so cool because, you know, Psalm 34, I think, verse 8 says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Yeah, oh, that's great. And, and yeah. so when we can extend that invitation and, and meet the hunger, whether that's physical and spiritual hunger that people have, gather around the table, and we're pretty good at gathering around the table, whether that be in the sanctuary or in the fellowship hall, it's all about bringing people together in Jesus' name. Exactly. Amen. Yeah, along those same lines, uh, we had some conversation earlier about uh, the ELCA World Hunger Program and how that connects to the uh, campaign for the ELCA. Uh, Could you share a little bit about that? Just uh, because some people might ask, well, how do I connect with this campaign? And you pointed out earlier, most of our congregations are because people are connected with that ministry and uh, ways to uh, enhance that. Absolutely, Jeff. You know, one of the things that I didn't know, I mean, I sensed it, but I've since come to learn that 96% of our congregations have some kind of hunger ministry going on. That's, that's awesome. Great. That's great. That is amazing. So, yeah. you know, that, that's about everyone, you know. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. And, and when we talk with congregations about that and individuals with lay leadership and with pastors, a lot of times, you know, we say, well, why do you do this? Or how would you come to do this? They say, well, you know, it's just in our DNA. You know, it, it's something of who we are. And so we, we celebrate that and in, in give thanks to God for that. ELCA World Hunger gives out on an annual basis more than 300 domestic hunger grants across the United States. In addition to that, we're involved in over 60 different countries around the world. Wow! So this is really a premier program of our church. And since the ELCA was formed in 1988 and prior to that, over the last 40 years, Lutherans have given a half a billion dollars to alleviate world hunger. Wow. We see that hunger is actually decreasing in areas that are stable, with the operative yeah. word being stable. But where there's, where there's instability, that creates migration, sure. movement, and that's because of famine or war or, or both. You know, Luther wrote in writing about, give us this day our daily bread. He said, you know, when you pray that petition, you're really praying for peace. Mm-hmm. Because if the soldiers, if the armies are trampling through the fields and trampling on the wheat, we're not going to have bread. Right. So it it all connects together, and Luther knew that 500 years ago, and I think sometimes we need to kind of relearn that today as well. ELCA World Hunger does so many wonderful things from 
water projects and walking with our companion churches all over the the world teaching people how to um, grow crops and 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 uh, you know many people really love participating in the good gifts catalog where they yep. buy a goat chickens or a pig or yep. a cow so that's something very tangible right but we know that transforms the community because the manure is going to go in the garden there's going to be eggs or, or milk that can be sold for for money people's uh, are able then to enhance their way of living. There's a lot of teaching, and maybe for the first time in a long time, there's some some hope. So hunger, ELCA World Hunger, is actually the largest portion of this $198 million campaign. Our goal is $115 million. So that is huge. So every gift, any size is really, really important. And, and as I said earlier, I think people really get that. We, yep. you know, understand that, you know, Sunday school classes, they are giving their offerings to do that. There are individuals who, when they go through the Good Gifts catalog, look at some of those things and say, you know what, we have enough. We want to sponsor this. We want to give this in honor and celebration of something that's that's going on. So we're very grateful for the leadership of our pastors, of our lay leaders, of our hunger uh, ambassadors around the country, and um, as well as the bishops who really take great pride in challenging one another. For example, on Super Bowl Sunday this past year, you know, I come from Colorado, so the big game was uh, the Denver Broncos right, versus right. the Carolina Panthers. And so Bishop Jim Gonya challenged uh, Bishop Yos and Bishop Smith and said, you know, bring it on. Let's see what <laughs> we can do. And so more than $77,000 was raised for ELCA World Hunger. And people were able to go to Team ELCA and to make a gift and to challenge one another. So throughout the game, there was, I would say, a, a fair amount of spiritual trash talking going on. <laughs> the best kind of trash talking. Ex exactly. It's all for a good cause. That's ELCA, right. world hunger, that all may be fed. And uh, so it was really remarkable to see that level of engagement. So I'd say the other thing that's pretty cool is that we're able to take technology like, like you are, like Martin Luther did with the movable type printing press of, of Gutenberg's, and, and to reach out to a lot of people in a lot of different ways. That's fantastic. And also just to continue to celebrate the good things that have happened, the ELCA had the malaria campaign for a number of years. I know the congregation I was serving at the time, we posted the whole fellowship hall full of those little mosquitoes everywhere every time we got a $10 uh, donation we sent all the money along uh, that's part of the campaign as well and you want to just celebrate with us uh, how that is is progressing absolutely Jeff you know and thanks for the buzz around that yeah, I mean, nice. that's, Good that's, that's so cool that uh, the original goal for that was 15 million dollars and uh, through the generosity of the members of this church and friends of this church we have received uh, more than 15.4 million dollars yeah, that's, that's great that's amazing so that's really one of the first priorities of the campaign that's met its goal and, and uh, exceeded that goal. By exceeding that goal, we were able to create a, a program and deliver a program into our 14th country in, in the program for um, Madagascar. So these projects have been rolled out. It's really quite stunning. I encourage you to go to ELCA 
org forward slash hunger and um, just look for the success around malaria. It is really quite stunning, the education, the lives that have been saved, the communities that have really been enhanced, programs that have been initiated and really, I'd say, fulfilled by communities um, to, to make this world a better place. So thanks for lifting that up. While we have met our fundraising goal, our work still continues. So any of you listeners out there who say, hey, I really like supporting the church's response to malaria, that you can continue to do that through ELCA World Hunger. There are other diseases of poverty that we're working on as well. And then that's really what malaria is. Right. So I want to express our deep gratitude um, to the youth and children of this church who really in many ways led the way. The campaign for um, the alleviation of malaria was really successful because people across this church said, I'm going to buy a $10 net. I'm going to give $5. I'm going to give 25 cents. So every gift matters. And when we look at it that way, when we think about God's abundance, those gifts all add up where we can really make a significant difference um, in this world. One of the things we did at the time is we... um got a bunch of those stickers that had the Africa and the Mosquito and the ELCA logo on them, and we handed them out to all our people. And so we encouraged people to wear them throughout the week. And uh, during the middle of the, when we were doing the campaign at the congregation, I was serving, my family and I went on vacation to Florida. So while we were walking around theme parks, we have the ELCA malaria logo, and people are what is that? So we'd had a nice uh, conversation piece with other people on vacation about uh, what our church was doing. So it was really kind of a, a cool uh, outreach piece just to share the story. So it was, that was great. Yeah, it's God's work our hands. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yep. One of our congregational members built a, a well that we have in our narthex of the congregation and the Sunday school kids decorated with their handprints and everything and they are actually collecting money to build a well and uh, they're so excited about it and every time they they give an offering or during our opening for Sunday school they get a little blue tissue paper and they put it in the well and the goal is to fill up the well with this tissue paper um, and they are so into it, and that's that's every week they want to know how how much progress we've made, and and when we're going to get this well. I, well, we'll get it soon. You know, we're gonna we're gonna keep working on this. But uh, these tangible things that we're talking about is is really helpful to get the word out and to get people engaged in in supporting these ministries. And we find it so inspiring when congregations do creative things like that. You know, and so I would just encourage listeners once again too that to reach out to uh, ELCA World Hunger and to say, this is what we're doing. Share your pictures, share your stories, you know, send us your blog posts about that so that we can encourage other people to do exactly what you're doing and where you've found success because um, success breeds success. People see an idea and in the church, you know, we don't call that stealing. We just call that repurposing. (laughs) Inspiration. Inspiration, (laughs) exactly. So it's really cool. Thank you. So the last component of this is a global church. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. And as you know, we've got this big celebration coming up in 2017, the recognition or the anniversary of the Reformation. And so uh, each year of the five years of the campaign, there's an annual theme. 
And so the annual theme for 2017 is global church. And that really lines up quite nicely for we see that in um, some of the fastest growing churches uh, around the world, you know, that continuation of the insights that, that Martin Luther had, that we are saved by grace through faith. And, and so that message is very important in our world today as well. So as part of that focus in 2017, it's long-term missionaries and also young adults and global mission. I want to come back to that, yeah, that piece please, there yeah. because it's so exciting and it really has caught, I'd say, the imagination of a lot of people. It also um, has a component, uh, a goal of $4 million for international leaders, women, where we want to equip in another 200 women or so with... Uh, education, whether it be in their own country, whether it is pulling them together in Wittenberg for kind of a creation of some cohort groups, but also providing undergraduate education at some of our Lutheran colleges and universities here in the United States. And then we also have 14 global ministry projects. Our goal around them is 7 million. Probably many of your listeners have already seen or heard about one of them, and that would be the church slash health clinic in South Sudan. So South Sudan, one of the newest countries on earth, also one of the newest Lutheran churches on earth. Um, some really wonderful things happening there because of the work of two ELCA pastors and congregations supporting them to bring people from different tribes, warring tribes together in the name of Jesus Christ. Wow, wow. It truly is a powerful story. And so these 14 global ministry projects are projects that our global companions have said, these are our priorities. We'd yeah. like to see them funded. So that's really important. I, I want to come back to that piece about the young adults in, in global missions. Since 1999, we've been able to connect with young people who were going to Probably the best way to say it is do like a gap year. Yeah. Probably after college and before they go on to grad school or taking on a, a job or something that they've been educated for to spend a year in service. And so over these years now, we have a, an alumni group of young adults in global mission. We call them YAGAMs. It isn't a very attractive sounding acronym, but, but the, the, it works. The, yeah. the, the YAGAMs who, you know, go to countries like Madagascar or Hungary or Great Britain this coming year, um, 2016, uh, we're opening up two new countries, Senegal and Australia. And so um, these young people go and have an amazing encounter with the people of God and with Jesus. And it's really transformational. And so over the last three or four years, we've had about double the amount of young people apply than what we can send. Oh, wow. Our goal this year for 2016-2017 is to send out approximately about 90 of them. So if you just kind of do the math there, you know, you think about, oh, wow, there's a whole lot of other people who applied, and yet we had to say, no, not at this time. Yep. So that's where support of this portion of the campaign is very, very important. I'd say if you're interested kind of in... Uh, Roy on return on investment. This is a powerful return on investment. 
We've seen that over the years since 1999, that 30% of our young adults in Global Mission come back and go to seminary. So it is a premier leadership development program for this church. In addition, those other 70 go on to do careers in advocacy or justice or working throughout programs in the church. So it's really a key, vital program on developing leadership. The thing that uh, you shared with us earlier that I thought was pretty amazing is what a low cost it actually is to send one of those young adults in global mission. You want to share a little bit Absolutely. about that, please? So we ask uh, the volunteer to, to raise about $4,000. And once again, through um, Team ELCA, that this year we're able to bring this peer-to-peer opportunity for, for fundraising for each one of our young adults in Global Mission. We ask them to raise at least $4,000 for their own costs. And then the church puts another $7,000 into that. Now the cost is going up, so now we're going to put in $9,000. So it used to be, in previous years, a total of $11,000. For the 2016-2017 year, it's going to be a total of $13,000. What's amazing with this peer-to-peer platform, mm-hmm. you know, which is just crowdfunding, and, and I always like to remind people, you know, crowdsourcing, crowdfunding, everyone thinks that's such a new thing. Well, hey, the church has been doing that for a, for a long, long time. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so once again, thank you for your listeners who go to a church and um, support the ministry of that community of faith. And, and what really the campaign is, is over and above all that stuff that you do there. Uh, we really believe that God is an abundant God. We really believe that together we can do more. You know, as, as Bishop Eaton likes to say, we are church, we are Lutheran, we are church together, we are church for the sake of the world. And that really lines up so nicely with the aspects of the campaign. As we've had some of the new volunteers just a few weeks ago, they, were, they came to Chicago for a discernment interview placement. So we call that a dip weekend. You know, once again, I think going back to the waters of holy baptism because it's really uh, being commissioned, you know, being sent out, let your light so shine before others that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. So they were told about this peer-to-peer fundraising thing, and uh, immediately some of them created their sites, and within 24 or 48 hours, some of them had already raised $1,600. Wow. Yeah, that's great. Wow. So people see that, you know, they're really floating that out there with their family and their friends and their congregation, extended networks, people getting behind that. So we really believe that they'll surpass their goals of $4,000, which then helps other volunteers who may not be able to have a network like that. And the more that we're able to raise those funds, then next year we'll be able to send more young adults in global mission. What's also great about those crowdsourcing things is it's not just the raising of money, but it's also the public witness of this is what's really important to me and you can help me with that. And it's just what a great gift that is. Yeah, you know, the the song, um, This Little Light of Mine. Absolutely. So, hide it under a bushel. No. no right. And uh, so on one part of the site, it has an honor roll. And so what that really is, is that if you make a contribution, you have the choice to go public or not go public. 
you can do it anonymously, okay. but yep. you can also say, okay, this is really important for Jennifer or for Steve, but I'm in on this too. Yeah. And then, you know, you can share that with folks. And so that is a, that's a multiplier. And that is really key, I'd say, moving forward as we want to, I'd say, increase our reach and expand our, our ministries. One of the things that uh, I've encountered, we're doing a capital campaign in our congregation right now, is the number of people you need to be involved in such a thing. I mean, it's you're trying to get kind of all hands on deck. What kind of structure or, or team do you have to kind of implement uh, all of this uh, part of the campaign from your side of it? Well, I was visiting with a, a pastor of a very large congregation, and um, he asked me, he said, well, how many people are on your staff, Ron? And I said, four million. And he paused for a moment and said, <laughs> I said, well, they don't all get a check, of course. <laughs> but, but we're all in, you yeah. know. And so I'd say all the folks in the ELCA need to be in in order that this be successful. Now, I would also say, Jeff, that, you know, um, we run this campaign on a pretty kind of lean and mean sure. budget. Part of our team is uh, the ELCA Foundation has regional gift planners, about 20 of them across the United States. And up until this point, they've primarily been around planned gifts. Well, what's interesting is that planned gifts are important for this campaign to provide sustainability, but planned gifts are not tallied in the $198 million goal. So in addition to the $80 million that's been raised in the first two years of this campaign, there's also been another $19 million Mm. that have been committed in terms of planned gifts. Now those planned gifts, you know, we don't receive them until what we like to say is until people mature to glory. Yeah. And, you know, celebrate that feast that has no end with, with Jesus. But it's really important for the sustainability of some of these programs moving forward that we receive planned gifts. But our regional gift planners are out meeting with individuals. They're out meeting with congregations and reminding folks that they can make a planned gift. But they're also asking for current gifts. Mm -hmm. Then each one of the programs, whether that be Global Church Sponsorship or ELCA World Hunger or the Fund for Leaders, those three all have directors and major gift officers who participate in asking individuals as well as congregations to make a gift. And then as part of the campaign staff, we have a a manager of donor relations, Cheryl, and we just hired another one by the name of Gabe, uh, another manager of donor relations. They have more of a a national portfolio in all aspects of the campaign. Of course, we rely upon our campaign steering committee, of which we have about 16 volunteers from across the United States, various congregations and synods, um, who come together and who support us by giving us their um, their wisdom, their their counsel, as well as uh, holding events or gathering people together to to meet with campaign staff or with Bishop Eaton as she travels around the country. I would say that Bishop Eaton has uh, really become a wonderful spokeswoman for the campaign. She really sees the benefits of the campaign and really articulates that wonderful vision that together 
we can do more. I really like your question because uh, it is for this church who believes in a priesthood of all believers that each and every one of us, whether it's wearing a sticker when we go on vacation about malaria or when we're telling the story of how this particular ministry was funded by a grant from the campaign, you know, we're trying to get that word out and listen to people who talk about what their passion is and what they want to support. I can't overemphasize uh, the importance of that idea that with involvement comes investment. And so when people hear and see the amazing good things that are happening, so for example, with like ELCA World Hunger, mm -hmm. you know, our costs are less than 10% for that. So people know that about eight cents on the dollar are used for overhead. 92 cents on the dollar for ELCA World Hunger goes to the project. And that's relatively good compared to other organizations, is that yeah. true? Yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Joe, you oh, know, yeah. when you think about it, and, and you know, I'd say that uh, in, in most recent years, you know, all organizations have become, I'd say, more and more transparent about what, what the cost is of, of raising money. And, and that's very good, as you say. I, I'd say that in higher education or in academia, those percentages uh, increase a little bit more than what that 8% is for ELCA World Hunger. How about some stories of generosity you've encountered along the mm. way? Yes, I mean, it's um, all across the board. I, I mean, as I would say about malaria, that the $15.4 million for malaria really came in increments of what I'd say are $7.53. Many of your listeners did, like you said, a, a $10 donation for a net. Mm -hmm. And so less than 2% of that $15.4 million was what we would call a major gift. So a lot of that included the widow and the widower's mite. Yeah. That yep. included 25 cents, you know, from Sunday school kids. That included, you know, sacrificial giving from people who were so moved by the fact that malaria is preventable as well as treatable. Right. And that it saves lives that we want to get behind this. So I'd say that's a, that's a, a powerful example about the abundance. And I think it came at the right time in the church, too when um, some things were happening where sometimes it's easy to get focused on the notion or the myth of scarcity, that there isn't enough. And so the children, I'd say, and the youth really led the way to remind us that our God is an abundant God. I'd also tell the story of how one of our gift people went to a particular couple and um, we had been able to identify that they might be open to a proposal. Mm -hmm. And so they w this person went and met with them and heard what they were interested in and kind of reminded them of their support and their love of the church and then said, you know what, um, we would like for you to make a gift that's significant to you. And they kind of said, well, what's significant? And the, the person said, well, we believe that would be a gift of fifty dollars to $100,000. And they looked at each other, and there was a pause there, and they talked about it, and then they said, okay, we will do this. Wow. 
And they sent in their commitment form, and then the person followed up with a, a phone call with them about three weeks later because, you know, it's always good to follow up with someone to say, well, how are you feeling about right. that? <laughs> right, yeah. Right. You know, yeah. thank you, and how are you feeling about that? And they said a couple things. One, we were surprised you found us. Secondly, we were even more surprised by the size of the gift that you suggested. But thirdly, we sure are glad that you found us. Yeah, and cool. we sure are glad that we made that gift. Wow. Wow is exactly the right you know, response to that. I, I'd also say that I, I think that, uh, for example, like some synods, Metro Chicago Synod now has gotten the vision through their bishop, Bishop Wayne Miller, that they want to contribute over the next 12 to 18 months a million dollars for ELCA World Hunger. Cool. So it's setting out that goal that intentionality saying, you know what, this is really important for us as a synod, as congregations, as individuals, as families, as communities of faith, we want to, to do that. There are some other synods who have taken various aspects of the campaign and said, we really want to own this. And this is how we see our point of access. So we really want to remind folks that it's really key to participate in all levels of this campaign. You know, that it is um, from what we would call the widow's might all the way up through um, a major gift. There have been some major gifts of seven figures. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of amazing that some people are in a position that had the capacity to do that, but not only who had the capacity. But want to. Exactly, who yeah. want to, who feel called by the Holy Spirit to make a gift that's transformational. That's the way international women leaders got started. We had a gift for a half a million dollars. That's the way that uh, a gift for new congregations got started, half a million dollars. Mm -hmm. So people saying, you know, I really want to make a difference. This is transformational. So that is a combination of a whole bunch of things there. It's a combination of where a person's heart is. It's a combination of someone having that level of trust that the church is a place where together we can do more. Well, along those lines, if people are sitting on the edge of their seat wondering, boy, how do I make a gift? What's a great way to go about doing that, Ron? So many different ways to do that. So first of all, thank you for that. You know, so I'm on the edge of my seat. I know. Exactly. exactly. So, you know, elca.org forward slash campaign. So you can do that online and and all the ministries here, congregations, leadership, hunger and poverty, global church that I've talked about all have ways that you can give, you know, by way of a, a credit card through that. Another way that's very key is through your offering at church on Sunday. You know, many congregations put out on maybe like the first Sunday of the month or the fourth Sunday of the month envelopes for ELCA World Hunger. That's just what they do, you know. And so when you give to ELCA World Hunger, you're supporting the efforts of the campaign. I'd also say, you know, watch for opportunities that are either sponsored within your, your synod or your cluster or by your congregation to participate in things like for 
Fund for Leaders or International Women Leaders Day or Young Adults Global Mission. With 900 alums of Young Adults and Global Mission, you know, they're out and about telling their story. And I would also say that a powerful way for anyone who's listening is to get one of these Young Adults and Global Mission and have them come to the congregation on Global Church Sunday or on Pentecost Sunday or as we ramp up our recognition of the 500th anniversary of the Reformation to talk about the impact of Lutheranism Global Church. So you can give directly through your offering on Sunday morning. You can go on the website. You can send a check. We'll we'll receive all gifts, all sizes. Give thanks to God for your participation in the good work of the church. Taking the, the bull by the horn, so to speak, and if you are interested, you know, creating ways to engage your congregation, like you said, find ways to inspire people and, and to tell the stories. Uh, and, and so if someone wanted to say, for example, bring one of these alumni from Global Mission in, how would they get in contact with, do they, do they contact you and, and hopefully you can steer them in the right direction or is there a way for them to get some of these young adults into the congregation? Sure, so I, I would say that often it's best to check with um, the, the Synod office. So call someone at the Synod office and say, do we have uh, young adult global mission uh, alums? You know, I would also say too, what you can do is send a note to campaign at elca.org uh, with any type of general question or inquiry and we'll respond to that. I'd also put my email out there, ron.glusenkamp and that's G-L-U-S-E-N-K-A-M-P at E-L-C-A dot org. So shoot me a note. If you want to put a check in with the note, that's cool too. Um, <laughs> but I'll, I'll gladly receive your questions um, and, and comments uh, about the campaign. That's really, I'd say, an outcome or benefit of this campaign as well, that what we're really trying to do is to be responsive and nimble. We're trying to raise the level of our stewardship and philanthropy across this church. We are really committed to raising our ability to help people give to those ministries that they really are passionate and concerned about. I believe that we do that in a manner that is very effective and efficient. And so once again, I want to thank all of you for your gifts, past, present and and hopefully in the future as well um, for the amazing work that our church is doing in the name of Jesus Christ. Wow, that's that's great. And thank you so much for sitting down with us for a few minutes to talk about this. And we thank everyone for listening. And again, if you are interested in learning more about this campaign, you can contact Ron or you can contact uh, the ELCA website and go on there to find out more information how you can be involved in this program. Uh, do you have any last words that you want to leave with uh, our good folks? Well, you know, that's always a dangerous question to ask a pastor. <laughs> is, there any, is there anything else you, that you'd like to say? And, and I'd say two things. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for what you all do to make church happen. And secondly, always remember that together we can do more. Thank you. Thank you, Ron, and thanks for your leadership and being with us today. Thank you for this format and this amazing ministry of podcasting that you two have. It's really great. (laughs) Thank you, listeners, for joining us once again for the Two Bald Pastors podcast, where we are helping you connect your life with your faith. I'm Joe McGarry. 
And I'm Jeff Sinabaldo. Take care. Until next time, be blessed. Bye. They might not have hair, but they really do care about faith and life. Two bald pastors. What's funny, it was kind of organic. We were talking for maybe, what, six, eight months? Yeah. About, oh, we should do a podcast. Yeah. What's it going to be? How's it going to be? What's the format? You know, how, what will it look like? And then Bishop Eaton was coming to our convocation. And Joe's like, hey, should we talk to her? Like, if she says any yeah. time for us, that would right. be incredible. And so we just did it. Yeah. Yeah, and it was great. So we're like, okay, what are we doing next? <laughs> <laughs>